Welcome everyone to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. I'm Pete Scazzaro, uh, and this is Rich Velotis, the lead pastor at New Life Fellowship. I'm Pete Scazzaro, the former lead pastor at New Life Fellowship, and uh, now on staff as a teaching pastor and pastor at large. So we are here, and our theme uh, today is the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality course and how it fits into the larger formation discipleship in a local church. So I'm actually going to be interviewing Rich today uh, in this podcast. So Rich, why don't you share with them and and share with us, how does, for where you sit, uh, the EHS course fit into the larger strategy of what you're building here at New Life? Yeah, EHS is really about for deepening our lives in Christ and the formation of our entire lives. And what I've noticed in classical uh, approaches to spiritual formation and discipleship that we're focusing on, you know, scripture, reading scripture, prayer, what have you. Um, But I think EHS gives the two, I think, overlooked elements of discipleship that many people are not paying attention to, uh, the emotional health component and the contemplative spirituality component. And it's very easy to be on mission for God and be missing those two critical elements that EHS brings to the surface. And so for for our strategy at New Life, which has been for many years now, it's been focusing on those areas of emotional health and contemplative spirituality. Or as I say it, uh, and I've been saying it differently in this way, is helping us focus on our inner space and our outer pace. So our inner space being our interior world, paying attention to our interior world, and our outer pace. How are we living out our, our lives in a contemplative way? So, so I, come in, I come into the Life Fellowship. Tell me the process. I come in. Uh, I like this church. What are my steps, and how do I end up getting to this EHS course? Very simple. When someone comes into our church, um, you know, Sunday service or what have you, we have a very simple pathway. And wherever you are on the journey, for some folks that are not Christian, um, we have Alpha, so they come in, and they're exploring Christianity. They're sharing a meal with people. They're doing all that. Uh, If someone is already a Christian and they want to root themselves in our community, they sense, you know what, this is the place I want to be. We have a newcomer lunch or a newcomer dinner that we offer three to four times a year. And after that, we just give the vision. This is who we are. And if you want to further ground yourself as a member, uh, they take Communitas, which is a three-week membership course. And after that three-week membership course, we essentially, we tell every new member at this point now, it is critical that you understand another level and, and immerse yourself in our paradigm of spiritual formation of EHS. And so at that moment there, right after membership, they go right into taking the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality course, which is you know these eight weeks here. And now it's a lot to ask people. Obviously, they're reading a book, they're doing a workbook, and they're doing daily offices for eight weeks. I mean, it's a, you, what has been the response of people as they come in this church? You're asking them to spend $20, $25, uh, eight, two, two and a half hour evenings, eight weeks in a row. What has been the response of people? What have you observed in their reaction? And then how has it been important or not important to the larger strategy here at New Life? Yeah, you know, in terms of people jumping in, um, it, it varies. There's a continuum. There's some, some certain folks that they read the book and they've been deeply impacted by it. And they're like, you know what? I always want a setting to explore this further. There are others that hear a sermon or they hear an announcement and they may be a little reluctant. It seems like a lot. You want me to pray every day? It's like, yes, you're a Christian. You want you to pray every day. You know, you're a follower of Jesus. Uh, but it varies from folks that are a bit apprehensive, but they want to do it, to folks that are just raving fans, and they, they've experienced some kind of transformation, even just through reading the book. And so it creates that, um, 
that further context for greater exploration. But people are on their journey. And we, we do ask a lot. Uh, but for us, it makes sense because we are followers of Christ. We want to root our lives in Christ. And so whether it's the EHS day by day, having two times a day where you're stopping to be in silence with God, uh, paying attention to your interior world, we're trying to disciple people in a way that traditional evangelicalism is missing. So that's the reason. So let me ask you, let me ask you two questions. So first is, now you're, as a lead pastor, you've got other people leading the course on your behalf. You pop in and maybe do one of the eight. Yeah. But how does it fit into the larger strategy of you building a community, your preaching, classes, community development, like the themes, yeah. the eight themes, how is that introduction and critical, or how does it fit into the larger whole of what you're building as a lead pastor looking at the whole picture? Really, the, the premise of EHS is not just on the personal transformation that someone experiences, but it's also how does that personal transformation now uh, fit into a communal transformation? How, does it, how is a community transformed by EHS? And so the, the, really, this is about shaping culture and creating culture. What kind of culture do we want to create at New Life? So for example, like one of the themes is going back to go forward. Um, creating a culture where people are paying attention to the ways that they've been shaped in inconsistent ways uh, other than the family of Jesus. So we are invited to enter into the family of Jesus, but we've all have been shaped by our family of origin. And so how are we aware of those ways that is inconsistent with the family of Jesus? And how do we step into that? That's creating culture. That's now saying you are, to some degree, you're leaving your family to some degree, and you're now entering into the new family of Jesus. Uh, how do you deal with grief? You know, how, how do we create a community that deals with the ups and downs of life? Well, we're creating language now of journeying through the wall. So we're creating community where grief happens and loss happens, where we're not just ignoring and avoiding pain, but now there's a language, there's a culture that enables deep transformation to take place in the community. And same thing with the rule of life. And so this fits uh, in terms of our spiritual formation approach. You know, EHS is not the A to Z of spirituality. It's not. But it's, a, it's two missing ingredients uh, that tends to go overlooked in traditional evangelical churches. So in summary, what, what would you say has been some of the impact of people's lives that you've seen from the lead pastor chair as you look at the community or leading a 1,500 people here at New Life? Yeah. I think my story is, is very similar to what others have experienced. And I think this is what I've heard and this is what uh, I found to be true as well. EHS, first of all, presents a robust theology. So it's not like, it's not just wishy, this is like robust biblical theology that's taking place. And you've done, you worked really hard to present a, a framing of theology. So when they read the book, when they go through the course, they're getting significant theology, which is important for their formation. Now, beyond the theology, though, they're getting very uh, uh, formative practices. And so how has it changed my life? It's changed my life significantly. Um, for example, EHS has forced me, and this is what I hear countless times, to have now a theology of like emotions, you know? A very few, uh, not many people have a theology of emotions. It's, there's, there's good emotions, and then there's bad emotions. And, and it's our task as a Christian not to focus on the bad emotions. We wouldn't say bad, we, we'd say difficult emotions. What are those difficult emotions that we have? 
And so it's forcing us to not compartmentalize our lives, uh, to deal with the difficult parts of our lives, the anger, the sadness, the grief, all of that, as well as the, the so-called good emotions of our lives. So it's deep in me in that way, and it's deep in countless people in our church that now have a theology for what they're feeling. Um, I think about the rule of life. Not compartmentalizing every aspect of our lives is important to Jesus, and he wants to transform every aspect. So I've experienced that kind of transformation in countless conversations, looking at people who have um, uh, realized that I cannot just uh, compartmentalize my spirituality. I think about the genogram, Pete, and, and you've worked many times with me in my own genogram, and the scripts that I've had. I've been shaped by my family in ways that are beautiful and shaped my by my family in ways that are not so beautiful. And being aware of that and people saying, I didn't realize the, the impact that the past had on my present and ultimately the future. So um, I think my story, and this is one of the reasons why I came to New Life years ago, uh, was because you were, you were articulating a theology and the course was focusing on things that were really important for my spiritual development. And I think that's what many people are saying in our church and around the world. That's great. And I think one of the things that really, the, a big shift for us is when we moved the EHS course from small groups to a course, a centralized course that's a very high level quality, large group experience with small groups, yeah. well-trained small group leaders, uh, higher accountability, that took it I believe in our church from here to here in terms of we got large and we couldn't, it wasn't just a small church anymore, yeah. you know, keeping tabs on people. I think it's made a really big difference. And then of course, followed by emotionally healthy relationships, which was emotionally healthy skills, has been another big piece. So with that, it's been great. Rich, any final words about, as you got leaders that are thinking about, hey, yeah. um, concerning this whole EHS course thing, it sounds like a really big, it's a big thing to get involved in. What will be your word to them as they consider this? Yeah. I am convinced that if, you're, if someone's watching this and they're wondering, um, how do I get my people to be discipled a little bit more effectively? I think this course is indispensable um, and is critical to really experiencing a deep beneath the surface transformation. And that's what we want. We want people to be deeply transformed. And the themes of this course uh, and the, the context in which we do them, I think allows for a level of transformation uh, and change that um, you don't typically see a lot. And I think, so for me, I would encourage you if you're watching to invest, go on the emotionallyhealthy.org website, listen to the stories of people whose lives have been changed. And I'd consider it, you know, as you think about your, your year, your calendar year, implementing EHS course, experimenting with the EHS course as a possible way uh, to, to rethink about uh, discipleship. That's great. So thank you very much. And so we want to invite you to uh, go to our website, look up, you know, Motion Lefty Spirituality course, EHS course, look up free resources. You'll see videos, all kinds of stuff that'll get you started. Uh, and we invite you to embark on that journey. Uh, we do webinars occasionally on how to run the EHS course that are very specific. We've got a conference uh, every April. So we thank you very much for listening to us. We bless you, and we hope that this has been a gift for you and your community that you lead. God bless you.